Neuro Pathways, a Cleveland Clinic podcast for medical professionals exploring the latest research discoveries and clinical advances in the fields of neurology, psychiatry, neurosurgery, and neurorehab. Stem cells can be recruited to repair damaged nervous tissue, offering an exciting potential avenue of therapy for patients with progressive forms of MS, as well as other conditions in which neural injury has occurred. In today's episode of Neuropathways, we'll be talking about the implications of using stem cells in multiple sclerosis research and treatment. I'm your host, Alex Ray Grant, neurologist in Cleveland Clinic's Neurological Institute. In an effort to explore the latest advances in neurological practice, I'm very pleased to have Dr. Jeff Cohen join us for today's conversation. Dr. Cohen is director of the Experimental Therapeutics Program in Cleveland Clinic's Mellon Center for Multiple Sclerosis Treatment and Research. He's also a professor of neurology in Cleveland Clinic's Lerner College of Medicine. Jeff, welcome to Neuropathways. Well, thank you for inviting me, Alex. You and I have known each other for a while, but before we get started, why don't you just tell our listeners a bit more about you? Where are you from? Where did you train? And when did you begin your career at Cleveland Clinic? Well, originally I was born in uh, North Carolina. My father was an academic psychiatrist, and he was at uh, Duke uh, University at the time. We then moved around several times as his uh, career progressed. Uh, I went to medical school at University of Chicago and then spent uh, 14 years at the University of Pennsylvania. I came to the Cleveland Clinic in 1994. So you've been with us a few years. So anyway, today we're talking about a specific topic, the implication of stem cell use in multiple sclerosis research and treatment. And you're a lead investigator in this area. Can you bring our listeners up to speed on the current state of MS treatment and the perceived unmet need that providers and patients are facing? Well, we currently have more than a dozen approved uh, disease-modifying therapies for multiple sclerosis, and they, they represent a major advance in our ability to, to treat MS. Uh, However, there are still some unmet needs. One is that uh, there are some patients uh, for whom the available medicines do not uh, achieve sufficient disease control. So there is a need for additional therapies for those patients. More importantly, uh, none of our currently available therapies is very effective in progressive MS, and particularly uh, none of them restores tissue damage that's already occurred. So both of those unmet needs are are areas where uh, cell-based therapies, stem cell therapies, have been uh, considered. So I know that stem cells are a hot-button item, you know, in the public, and we get a lot of questions about stem cells. Can you talk a little more about the state of stem cell investigation specific to MS care and get into a bit more detail about it? Sure. So I'm frequently asked by patients uh, whether uh, stem cell therapy would be appropriate for them. And one of the things that becomes clear to me is that Most people don't have a very good appreciation uh, for the fact that there are many kinds of stem cells, and one has to uh, uh, distinguish specifically which one is talking about. Uh, So stem cells are naturally occurring cells whose uh, job it is to proliferate, to uh, create a supply of stem cells, uh, and then also to to develop, to differentiate into the various tissues of the body. Uh, And we now know that there are uh, stem cells in in all the adult tissues, whose job it is to repair damage that occurs to those tissues. In MS uh, specifically, uh, we've uh, thought about using stem cells to accomplish two things. One is to rescue uh, a patient after uh, very potent immunoablative uh, chemotherapy, uh, where in that situation, the uh, chemotherapy is the treatment for MS. Uh, It's a very potent anti-inflammatory treatment. Uh, And then the stem cell transplant, the hematopoietic stem cell transplant, is intended to uh, 
lessen the adverse effects of, of the chemotherapy. So that's one approach that's been uh, considered in multiple sclerosis. The other approach is to use stem cells or medications that work through stem cells uh, to augment the normally occurring repair uh, that we know occurs in MS, but frequently is inadequate to keep up with the ongoing damage. I know you've done some work, preliminary work, and, and continuing work in mesenchymal stem cells. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that particular kind of stem cell? Sure. So I think it's important for the listeners to be familiar with the mesenchymal stem cells because that is the therapy that many of the freestanding commercial stem cell uh, clinics are offering. Uh, so mesenchymal stem cells are cells that normally are found in most tissues in a perivascular uh, location. Their uh, role is to modulate ongoing uh, inflammation in tissues and to promote repair uh, once damage has occurred. Uh, so uh, mesenchymal stem cell transplantation has been tried in a number of uh, disorders. Most of the experience is in um, inflammatory bowel disease, ischemic heart disease. Uh, it's also been tested in a number of neurologic conditions, including multiple sclerosis. In that situation, there have been now quite a few small uh, pilot studies, uh, all of which have shown uh, good safety and uh, most have shown some indication of benefit. But uh, the, the benefit's been modest, and one of the things that we've learned is that there are uh, a great many uh, practical uh, uncertainties. Uh, what dose of stem cells we should use, uh, by what route they should be administered, how best to grow them in culture so that they're effective, whether they can be frozen. Uh, so all of those things are, are very important uh, unanswered questions. That's why uh, I caution my patients that it's, it's somewhat premature to pursue a mesenchymal stem cell transplantation outside of a, a clinical trial. There are some recent studies that suggest that uh, growing the cells in a, in a particular way uh, to augment their ability to promote repair, uh, and also uh, administering multiple doses via a spinal tap may be the uh, most uh, effective uh, approach. So it sounds like there's still quite a bit of research work to develop the foundation for stem cell use in MS. Uh, precisely. Uh, there, there's a great deal of interest, uh, but there's still many unanswered questions. So where do you think the next set of steps would be in terms of stem cell research, both at the clinic and, and elsewhere? What, what sort of building blocks need to occur before we're kind of there? Well, I think uh, in the case of mesenchymal stem cells, there are some ongoing studies that will build on the previous studies and I think show more clear-cut benefit. Those studies are currently underway. A second approach that I, that I think looks very promising uh, is to use medications and small molecules that work via the intrinsic stem cells uh, rather than administering the stem cells themselves. The advantages are that those molecules can be manipulated and developed so that they penetrate the central nervous system, stimulate the stem cells that are already there, uh, but present many fewer technical challenges. Uh, the third area that I think the listeners are going to see a great deal of work in is in hematopoietic stem cell transplantation. There have been quite a few uh, studies that uh, showed that uh, hematopoietic stem cell transplantation is a very potent, a very uh, efficacious uh, treatment for multiple sclerosis and other autoimmune diseases, and that the benefit is long-lasting uh, and may persist for five, ten years without any additional uh, therapy. However, there are a number of uncertainties. One is, is that uh, hematopoietic stem cell transplant still is a rather aggressive therapy with uh, a great many potential adverse effects. 
Luckily, those mostly occur at the time of the transplant, uh, so the risk uh, then uh, lessens over time. It's also a rather expensive therapy, but again, all the cost is up front. So it, it actually becomes cost-effective compared to disease-modifying therapies after two to three years. The final uh, issue is that uh, although there have been a great many studies of uh, hematopoietic stem cell transplant, all of them had some shortcomings. Uh, either they were case series or uncontrolled small phase two studies, or in the case of the, the two randomized trials that have been performed, uh, the comparator arm uh, uh, was not ideal. It was either mitoxantrone, which uh, is a drug we don't use anymore to treat MS, or was uh, disease-modifying therapies that we would not consider our most potent uh, options. So the current state of hematopoietic stem cell transplant is that uh, uh, it's probably a, an appropriate option uh, as a last resort for a patient who has very active relapsing uh, MS that's not responded to available therapies. Uh, but for me, that's not really the most interesting question. The, the most interesting question is whether hematopoietic stem cell transplant might be an option uh, for a patient in whom one is considering one of our potent monoclonal antibody therapies. Uh, and that question is, is going to be uh, addressed in uh, five ongoing randomized controlled trials, one of which uh, we'll be participating in at the Cleveland Clinic. So Jeff, getting down to nuts and bolts, uh, how would you advise your colleagues who have a patient in front of them asking for stem cells someplace down the road. I mean, how would you advise them to answer that question? Well, that, that actually is a very uh, common question. Uh, I'm, in fact, asked that almost uh, on a daily basis. Uh, what about stem cell therapy for me? And what I uh, tell patients is, is that uh, although there's a great deal of interest and a great deal of activity in uh, developing uh, stem cell therapies, currently no stem cell-based therapy is appropriate as a standard treatment for multiple sclerosis. So maybe in the next five years, we'll have a better sense of that particular approach to MS treatment? I think so. Well, Jeff, you've been a leader in research in MS for the last many years. Any sort of overarching changes that have occurred over this time has been Pretty remarkable. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to date myself. But, uh, <laughs> when ahead. I first got in, when I first got into the field, there were no available disease-modifying therapies. Now we have uh, more than 15 uh, options. Uh, that's been a major uh, improvement in our ability to to treat uh, relapsing uh, multiple sclerosis. So the big unmet needs now are to treat progressive MS and, and to restore uh, damage. Uh, and I think we're starting to uh, get a handle on how to do that. And I think the next few years will show us uh, how to do that in a better way. Well, Jeff, it's been a very interesting, exciting time in MS research and treatment. And I think we all look forward to seeing how the research that you and others are doing evolves. So thank you for your time in discussing this research effort. Uh, thanks uh, for talking with me. This concludes this episode of Neuropathways. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website, clevelandclinic.org slash neuropodcast, or subscribe to the podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can access real-time updates from experts in Cleveland Clinic's Neurological Institute on our Consult QD website. That's consultqd.clevelandclinic.org slash neuro, or follow us on Twitter at MD. all one word, that's at CLE Clinic MD on Twitter. Thank you for listening, 
please join us again soon.